Welcome to More Than Movies. I'm Ivana. I'm Jay. Today we'll create a superhero and quiz one another. And we watch a new zombie comedy on Netflix and series survival goes to round three. Pitch a flick. So this is a new segment to More Than Movies. Basically, we kind of graph an outline of a brand new movie, like one from scratch. We take actors and directors and see which one lands while we build the ultimate flick. This week, we were inspired by a brand new movie that's coming out that's been on my watch list since it came to TIFF in the fall, and it's called The Girl with All the Gifts. It's supposed to be a really awesome, I think, horror thriller-ish film, and I can't wait to see it. It's coming out this upcoming Friday, so we're going to pitch a movie about a girl with superhuman abilities. I will start. So we've kind of come up with a format of what we want. So my genre is actually a animated movie. Oh. My director is Brad Bird, who directed The Incredibles. I also have my leads picked out. Who are your leads? So Lucy is going to play the mom. She's played by Sarah Michelle Gellar. Ah. Who's done so much voice acting in Robot Chicken, I think she can nail this. Derek is the dad in the movie, and that's played by Ben Foster. Oh my God. Yeah. You're never going to get this. I cast Ben Foster in my movie. Of course you did. He's amazing. (laughs) Shayla is my little girl of 11 years old, and she is going to be voiced by Rachel Lee Cook, because I think she has a very, very soft and quiet voice, which will come in handy. Gladys is our villain, Viola Davis. And then there's also a love interest in Ken, played by Harry Shum Jr., ah. who, is from, who is from Glee Shadowhunters. and Shadowhunters. So here's my plot. When Sheila wakes up to find that she can speak and understand any language, what's an 11-year-old to do when she overhears a possible terrorist threat in her local library? And... Also, now, why is all of a sudden she really interested in Ken Choi, the Asian exchange student that she never really noticed before? I like it. I like I like a lot of this. Okay, I'm going with straight up Marvel level superhero genre. Okay. Live action, big budgets, big effects, okay. all that jazz. Uh, my director is Joss Whedon. Oh, all right. And I am You're returning to him. redeem yourself. From an Age of Ultron. Yeah, yeah. Basically, Age of Ultron broke Joss Whedon, and you're trying to bring him back. I want to bring him back to the movies, and I want to bring him back in, I think, a story that is perfect for him. Our lead is a young girl, I didn't name my characters, played by Marseille Martin. She's the young girl in Blackish, who's one of the two twins. Ooh, yeah. She's, um... Diane. Diane, yes. The only reason I know that is because they actually named their twins Jack and Diane in the show. Oh my God, I never got that. <laughs> I feel like Little such a ditty. fool. Jack and Diane. Such a fool. Oh, that's brilliant. Okay, anyway, I think she's delightful. She's a really talented actor. She has a lot of spunk, and I really want that in this character. And that's cool. I want her to be our lead. Um, Her dad is played by Trevante Rhodes, who is in Moonlight. And he plays, uh, I don't know how else to describe it. He's he's the uh, one of the leads in okay. Moonlight. He's the last iteration. Okay. You haven't seen it yet. So I, I haven't wanna, seen it. Don't spoil I'm it. I'm not going to spoil it. He's the dad. In, the, in Moonlight, he's really rough and gruff. 
He gives a really nuanced performance. I want to see the lighter side of him. Okay, I got to see this movie. So once I see this movie, then you can tell me all about this stuff. But I feel like you're ruining it a bit. No, no, no. I'm just saying he's going to be light. He's going to be funny. I just want him to play this character that's like. Oh, in the. Oh, you're talking about your movie right now. I thought you were telling me about what he plays in Moonlight. No, no. My fault. Sorry. Go back to who he's going to be in this movie. He's going to be light and funny and a little bit quirky. And I want to see some physical comedy come out of him. Ben Foster plays the sage who trains our young girl. Wow. And Jacob Tremblay is her love interest and the bad guy. Now, who's Jacob Tremblay again? He was from Room. He was the the big kid? kid in Room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How big is he now? He's like 12. Perfect. 13. I think they're, they're very similar ages. All right. So what kind look. of powers we got here? So we have a young girl who develops telekinesis after she falls in love with her first crush, played by Jacob Tremblay. And now her widower father has to enlist the help of an eccentric alcoholic to help her learn to control her powers. When suddenly the city starts to be attacked by strange weather patterns, they discover that a young boy is the culprit. They have to figure out who he is, and she is the only one that can save the city. Okay, so it's like a race against time. Exactly. Kind of movie. I, I feel like we have we both have that. Yeah, yeah. I Honestly, I really like both films. I'm going to suggest... See, here's my thing. I went like small-scale film because I am really tired of superheroes like like i want to see superheroes all new i want to see this small girl all of a sudden understand all the language around her and she can use it to get into places she can use it to sneak around okay and it's sort of like a spy movie i gotcha i love your plot i want to go with my live action genre with your plot and my director okay and lead actors that's what i'm proposing now you can well you've taken away so I, we get to do my movie but i got to do it like that's what i'm proposing who's your director again Joss Whedon. i mean it's a okay, it's a movie it's about language not that bad and a we're compromise. talking and we're talking about like yeah you're right a wordsmith in jo- Joss Whedon. and i can see some brad birdisms in Joss, so i'm not uh, i'm not totally upset with that I'm can not- it be animated I guess it could, but I I really want my actors. Can't they be the voice actors? They could be the voice actors. Would you be upset about that? I would. You haven't seen Kubo and the Two Strings yet, right? I've not. No, not yet. When you see Matthew McConaughey as a voice actor, you'll understand that like these actors can lend so much. Yeah, I guess it's more that I just I think they're so cute. I want to look at them. That's the only problem. Is the it's you like can draw them cute. <laughs> but then you're still not looking at the people. I think that's the thing is it's the it's the animated. I I think your story would be really cool to see in live action form. All right. And you know what? I don't mind Jacob Tremblay being the the Ken. We just got to give him a different language obviously because yeah. he can be French. Jacob Tre- he can be French. I mean, Perfect. he is from Canada. Perfect. Or we make him Asian and have people riot. <laughs> that would be fine. Okay, so or is that so you're we, you're good? You're you I'm agree? okay. Yeah, I think I'm okay with that because I like I like the actors you chose. 
And I think um, Diane from Blackish. I'll, how about this? I'll give you your director. No, no, I'm okay with Joss. Okay, okay. I'm actually, I feel Brad Bird is, he's good, but Joss has already handled like this kind of thing before. Where I think he d- could do really well, especially with your story. Because it's all small. It's small. Yeah. And on top of it, he creates really great and dynamic female characters. Yeah. And I kind of want to see him tackle a young girl. Like, how do you that add was spunk my, to that? That was my other thing. Like, Also, he wrote uh, In Your Eyes a couple of years ago. If you haven't seen In Your Eyes, it's about a girl and a boy who all of a sudden can see each other, but they don't live anywhere close together. And when they look in the mirror, they can see one another um, and they can hear what one another's think, like saying aloud and... It's very interesting, and I think it could play well in this language category. Mm. Um, obviously, there's going to be a I'm lot of subtitles. Lie. I'm loving your story. Yeah, the subtitles are great. And I don't know if it's actually a terrorist threat or not. It's an 11-year-old girl hearing it. There's going to be twists and turns all throughout this. All right, so here's our movie. Shayla wakes up to find she can speak and understand any language, but she's only 11. What would happen if she heard a terrorist plot in her library? And who is this French-Canadian Ken who all of a sudden is so much more interesting? Directed by Joss Whedon. Starring Ben Foster. Marseille Martin. Jacob Tremblay. And Travante Rhodes. Untitled Project. Okay, I got a, I got an apology to make. I am so sorry about being as busy as I've been the last couple of weeks. Getting together to do the podcast, just getting together to hang out in general, like significant other style, has been hard. Totally get it. You know what the thing is? I was actually out again with some friends, and somebody was like, "Hey, are you not just tired all the time?" And I said, "What do you mean?" I said, "I see your social media, like you." are always busy. Aren't you tired? And I kind of am, which led me to think, am I actually an introvert? Because people, they take all my energy. That is an interesting thing in the sense of both you and I tend to be loud and the center of attention when we're in these we're charismatic like, people. In these, yeah, in these, in these situations. And then, but then I need a lot of alone time because I just get zapped from hanging out with people. So do I. I can't keep conversations going. Um, I get droopy eyed and all I want is just to cuddle up with either a book or of course a movie and be by myself and just recharge my batteries. So it's like, what is an introvert? Is an introvert a person who doesn't like people at all? Or is an introvert a person whose energy is zapped by being in public? I don't know because my significant other, she gets her energy from people. What? So she could be with people all the time. That's a thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She loves it. Wow. Which which also has led to some interesting conversations sometimes of like, hey, we should cancel something because I'm dying and <laughs> you are on cloud nine. <laughs> so, yeah. So are you an introvert or an extrovert? It's kind of an interesting conversation that's going on right now. It's time for Impossible and Her Possible Trivia. This is going to be a pretty fun game. Basically, Jay and I have each compiled a list of five questions. We then ask the other person. 
they have 45 seconds to answer all of the questions and whatever they get right, they get right. If they get it wrong, we ask the question again until the 45 seconds is up. And you can say pass. Because it'll come back because around. Because it'll come back around. We're going to start that clock thingy. Okay, I'm not going to start the timer until I've asked you your first question. Perfect. Here we go. Who is Sean Spicer? Pass. What play asks to be or not to be? Hamlet. What planet is Superman from? Krypton. What's Fox Mulder's nickname on the X-Files? Spooky Mulder. What is a Morton's toe? Pass. Who is Sean Spicer? Sean Spicer is a scientist. What is a Morton's toe? A toe with gangrene. Who is Sean Spicer? He is a p- famous pilot. What is a Morton's toe? <laughs> there it is. Saved by the bell. Oh, that was painful. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you got three. I feel like I stacked the deck for you. I didn't think you were going to get spooky, ah. which is very true. So X-Files, spooky Mulder. Krypton. Pretty, pretty, pretty easy, easy one. Yeah. I just thought I might trip you up. <laughs> not, not at all. Hamlet, you got so Sean Spicer is a press secretary to uh, Donald Trump. He's like on oh. every YouTube video and on all the late nights and does a press conference every single day. What is a Morton's toe? Yeah, what is that? It's when your second toe is bigger than your big toe. <gasps> I think I might have that. Me too. Oh, cool. I know. All right. Do me and I will start this. After. Af- as soon as you ask the first question. Which is probably good because my first question is multiple choice. Okay. Okay. When does honey go bad? Six months, three years, or never? Three years. Which eye color indicates you have a high tolerance to eye co- to alcohol? Brown. What was the original title of Star Wars? Uh, pass. What A-list actor was the inspiration for Aladdin? Hint, he's white. Pass. I thought these were easy for you. What show earned the network CW its first ever Golden Globe nomination? Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) When does Honey Go Bad? Six months or never? Never. Uh, What eye color indicates you have a high tolerance to alcohol? Blue. Two. two. You got two right. Okay. <laughs> what was that next one about Star Wars? It's not A New Hope. Uh, no, it's The Star Wars. Oh, it's The Star Wars. That was the original title, and they got rid of it. It was going somewhere completely different. I thought for sure that you knew that because you're such a big Star I Wars fan. I am a big fan. Star Wars fan. You know what? It Guys, it's harder when you're on the buzzer, <laughs> and it's going, and you don't know what's happening, and you're like, get me the next question. Which was Aladdin? Yeah, so the inspiration for Aladdin was actually Tom Cruise. What? How? Well, I if you look don't at them, understand. they kind of look alike. Okay. And you know, like how Tia Carrera was the inspiration for Pocahontas, and like they. I do had... know that. Yeah. So they always have these actors that inspire their characters, and he apparently was that person for Aladdin. Wow. Okay. Um, and th- I thought for sure you would get the CW one. If you were going to take a guess again, what would you guess? Gilmore Girls. 
No. One more time. Legend of the Seeker. You know that didn't get any <laughs> Golden Globes. I'm just being mean now. It's Jane the Virgin. Jane the Virgin. Oh, see, I knew that, but CW's been around for so long, I didn't think it took that long. It took that long. Poor thing. Poor thing. Well, I hope that you guys played along with us and did better than both of us on the questions. I'm sure they did. They're very, very smart. They're listening to our show. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) This is Top Drawer TV. So last week's homework, we asked you to watch the new Netflix pilot, Santa Clarita Diet. So episode one stars Drew Barrymore, Tim Oliphant. What a show. Tim Oliphant is an executive producer. He's fun in it. He, I think this is like maybe vehicle. my favorite thing I've ever seen him in. I mean, he's played badasses better before because he's not a badass at all in this. I love that about him. I love that he's not a badass. I think that this is, he's kind of quirky. This is his true calling. Yeah. And I love that he's like this nice guy who's very animated but then also likes to get smoke weed in toilet stalls and stuff i don't know i feel like he lets his wife control what is going on in his house and he just kind of takes a back seat does what he wants under the radar and that's kind of it i don't feel like he is is an in command kind of guy and i think he won't be no i don't think that's his his role is not to be in command his role is to sort of be taken on this ride and dealing with it. I think that's the thing. Like, imagine you woke up tomorrow and Becky is a zombie and has to eat people. Right. That, so we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. If, uh, you know, you haven't watched it and for some reason you're still listening and <laughs> haven't skipped over to the next segment, um, you know, it's about a woman who basically dies by vomiting she vomits up some sort of organ. No, she she gets a curse or a virus. A curse? Like a virus. Have you gone ahead in the show? Yeah, I I I'm almost That's done. It's a curse. It's not it's not a curse. It's not a curse. That's it's just it's like who knows what it is at this point. It's like a virus. She she gets something into but, her. But she dies. Yeah, she's she's a zombie. She's undead. That's what I mean. Like she vomits up an organ and then she it's dies. It's not an organ though. Whatever it was, she dies. Okay. And then she's hungry and she has a zest for life. And this zombification has actually made her like really, really love the life she's built with uh, her husband. You know, it's kind of like the story of, you know, that person you wish you were or when you wish you could have said something really witty, but then you didn't say it. She's now living that. She, she has is lost that. all of her inhibitions. Exactly. So and she- it's kind of like... What happens when the woman in their house takes control of themselves and their lives and uh, and how that kind of stirs up a house with a husband and a child? I think that it's all about partnership, too. I don't know. Like, I get that a lot in the movie, like, or the show is just they're 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 they want to make their partnership work. It doesn't matter that she's undead. It doesn't matter that they're going to kill people and eat them. They're going to make it work. In the pilot, for me, the people who really stood out were... Uh, Timothy Oliphant. Oh, he's so good in this role. And the neighbor kid boy. I love him. What's he from? Like, he's what do from, we know him he's from? He's from Vacation. Oh, right. So the remake of Vacation, he's the older brother in that movie. And he was very funny in that movie, and he's 
quite funny in this one. And he's so <laughs> calm about the fact that Drew Barrymore here is a zombie now. What yeah. do you think of Drew Barrymore in this role? I, I liked her in the role. She's very Drew Barrymore. She's lovable. She's cute. She's all the things that Drew Barrymore is. Am I am I blown away by her performance? Not so much. No, but I'm also, she's a talented human being, and so she, she does what she's here to do. I think, like, Drew Barrymore is kind of the every woman, whereas I don't think Timothy Oliphant is the every man, but there, yeah. are, there are every man characters in film, and Drew Barrymore right now is kind of the counterpoint to those kind of people yeah like you can see yourself in the in the role you are picked so that i can see myself as through your eyes mm-hmm. whereas timothy oliphant i just like watching him freak out yeah like literally he tries to have a conversation with nathan fillion about not fighting him at a bar and i think it's brilliant that's one of my favorite scenes in the show just that one little like standoff because nathan fillion is just like so you don't want to fight me because you're afraid because you're gonna lose and he's like that's not the, the point. point. <laughs> like, yes, I am going to lose. You're larger than me. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm a realtor. I am. I have a child. I'm not the kind of guy to get into bar fights anymore. You know what? I'm just going to leave this here and go. Bye. And he just leaves his wife and walks out. I'm going to say, though, I'm not. I don't think I'm going on past the pilot myself. Oh, you're making a mistake. Like, I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was light, but I didn't think much more of it. And there's so many other shows I have to watch. Uh, watch the second episode. What? Just watch the second episode. The story, like the story starts in the second episode. So why is it an hour long pilot? The, the pilot was the intro. It was like, here's your inciting incident. And then you get really into the repercussions of where's the world going. I think that's the wrong play. Most premieres are longer than the other shows. That Just is not on absolutely Netflix. not true. Well, most of mine are. Taboo was an hour and a half. Legion was an hour and a half. But if you look at most shows on television, period, that's not true. Conventional, sure. Yeah, this but is a conventional show. As far as show. I'm concerned, Netflix is specialty TV. I have to pay extra for it. I not get, a part of my regular package. Okay, some people it's their only package. <laughs> That's but, right. No, no, I get that. But like, I don't. I they could do that, but they've chosen not to because just, they gave or you at the, least call it part one. They gave you all the episodes all at once. What's the difference if the first episode is an hour or a half hour? Because if it was a, an hour long episode, I may have been interested to see it through, but it's not, so I'm calling it. Great. You can do that because you're being silly. The whole, what are you talking about being silly? This is the first act in a movie. Like, you know how there's three acts in a movie? Yes, of okay. course. The first act is the setup. The second act is the meat of the movie. It's 50% of the whole movie. And then the third act is the conclusion. Right. So give it a part one, part two or something. They gave you all the episodes all at once, Jay. But- you don't need a part one, part two. I you have need it. it all. I need to know that that is a part of the pilot as well. It's not a part of the pilot. It's the next episode. Like, if you really want to know whether or not you like a show, you have to watch four episodes. Here's the problem with that. That's a month in conventional TV time. You have to commit a month of viewing. Yes. Versus a Netflix, which, yes, granted, they put it all out. It doesn't matter if it's a month or not. 
it doesn't like always it's four episodes. If you don't like the show by four episodes in, you will never like the show. That is way too many episodes. I'm sorry, but it's the reality that when you're writing television, it takes a little bit of time for everyone to gel together. And maybe this is the problem that I have with these binge watching shows. They are meant to be watched in one sitting. They're not. This is not meant to be watched in one sitting. Oh, yeah, it totally is. Because of the way that first episode ends with the instant I should be going forward. Yeah, so but I know all exactly television what does that this. Happens. I don't even understand. No, because conventional, like, for example, my beloved Lethal Weapon, every episode tells one story and then moves on. That's a procedural. That's a different thing. But there's multiple stories happening in those shows. So you can wrap up one story while still... Continuing on with the second. We wrapped up this story. No, this this is like in the middle of eating a body, you catch the person. The entire first. How is that at all resolved? The resolution is. In episode two. No. The resolution is of the beginning of the episode. She wakes up. She has a mysterious disease. They don't know what the deal is with her. Then they say we discover she's a zombie. But she's like otherwise a pretty much a normal human. The resolution is you are a zombie because you eat humans. I don't know. I that seems like a stretch because the whole story. I think you just want to be cool about not I'm liking not the being show cool that everybody thinks is amazing. Who's everybody? Who are these people? You literally said it was on number two on Rotten Tomatoes. Is Legion like, is number two. It's then what is it? It's number one. It's like number thirty. Well, I thought you were saying that it was number two. I don't know. <laughs> text messages but like people it's this show is doing very well people are liking the show it is a hit but is it a hit because it's just netflix not everything on netflix is a hit very few people watch the oa like there are many shows But their oa got a second season so there must be a like a good amount of people who are enjoying it and i didn't even know that Well, you're going to have to tell us if you're watching Santa Clarita Diet and if you're enjoying it or you think it's just like, yeah, it's okay. But I've got other things to watch like Brain Dead, which I got to get back to like as soon as the podcast is over. (laughs) Series survival. We've got three more shows we're throwing at our series survival this uh this series, I guess, or what, what are we season. calling this? So for this season, we have three more we're throwing at you. So let's start with Making History on Fox. Basically, the show is a comedy. Totally. But a guy who made a time-traveling... Duffel bag. He gets in the duffel bag. He goes back to the American Revolution time where he's got a girlfriend. He trades ham for favors and basically enjoys himself for a weekend. In enjoying himself back in colonial times or American Revolution times or whatever it's called, he suddenly realizes, uh uh-oh, a major event in history didn't happen because he was there. Back in our day, I guess 2016 or 2017, whenever it's set, he reaches out to his historian friend to get a little bit of help. I think the nerds are going to be all over this one for weird inaccuracies with time travel. Because if the American Revolution, uh, the Didn't British happen. are clo- yeah. coming, the, there would be a very different fast forward to 2016. But maybe things will be different in 2016. I don't know. I don't really know how this is going to work. 
It's pretty delightful. I mean, the cast is good. We've got Blair from um, Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. That's it. What's her her name again? Uh, oh my goodness, that is a great question that I wish I knew. It's the other one. Leighton Meister. Meister. Say it three times. Leighton Meister. Leighton Meister. Leighton Meister. Is that how you say her name? I don't know. Something like Blair from Gossip Girl. We also have, uh, I think it's Dave from Happy Endings. I was just going to say the gay guy from Happy Endings. Gay guy from Happy Endings. And Mindy Story, he was uh, not gay in the Mindy Story or the Mindy Project. You've got it in your head. That guy. Kind of like. He's really funny. He has like a a deep voice. Yeah. He's a lovable galumph. Yeah. (laughs) So he plays the main character in the show. Now, but the biggest question is, is this making it to season two? No. I say it's Fox, which doesn't bode well. It's a comedy. It has a really awesome, like, race-fueled joke that I love. I say yes. This is a show that's by Phil Lord, who they did the Lego movie. And I think they're doing the Batman Lego movie now. And I think that their names alone might help this. Uh, I also think Fox has a pretty decent Sunday night lineup, and I think this is on a Sunday. So that could play a factor, too. So I'm saying, yes, it'll make it to season two, but it may not be a great show. I think it's going to be a good, like a, a really good show. Maybe not the best, but it'll be good, and it's not going to make it to season two. Uh, the second one looks terrible. Okay, it's called The Arrangement, but you have a cult-like religion that's somewhat obviously alluding to Scientology. You have a big, huge male actor who's like the face of that religion, essentially. He falls in love, actually, with another actor, girl, but someone who's like way below him on the echelon. Like she is not famous. He's super famous. Through this church, I guess, offers her an arrangement. Give a bunch of money. You have to act a certain way. Yeah. You have to join the religion, whatever. Doesn't really matter. It's very clearly Tom Cruise, Katie Holmes, what if. See, I didn't even dissect that much from it. I literally zoned out, could not deal with the trailer. I didn't like the trailer. I think, yeah, it's going to come back for season two. I also think it's going to come back for season two. It's an E story, and I have a feeling it's targeting the same audience as Unreal. And I think they want to like kind of come combat Unreal because I don't think is Unreal E or is it stars? No, Unreal is what is that? Lifestyle. Lifetime. Lifetime. So I think this is E's answer to Unreal. I think it will make it to a second season. I think that the target audience will really enjoy this. There is no chance I'm going near this one. Are you going to watch it? Probably not. No. And our third Series survival on the chopping block today. Unfortunately, the trailer, which we have linked below, it was short. It was more like a teaser. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know that I would call this a trailer, but uh, it's called The Handmaid's Tale, and it is based on Canadian writer Margaret Atwood's book of the same name. I it's did a not dystopia, know this. Uh, and it's all about really what it is to be a woman, being a feminist, all this other stuff. Uh, and so I know that I knew that it's about I haven't read the book. It's critically acclaimed. People love this book. Here's my reason for saying yes. Season two Hulu. Yeah. Hulu is doing it. I think season two because I think this is going to be an awesome, awesome show. 
The book you is think really, maybe Emmy Award? Yeah, I do. I actually wow. think maybe Emmy Award. I think it's going to be gritty. I think it's going to be really good to watch. Totally going to check this out. Well, we've got a lot of predictions made on uh, nine shows so far. So we'll have to see in the future episodes how we do. And that's our show. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in again next week. If you'd like to help us support the show, we'd really appreciate it. All you have to do is hop on iTunes or any podcast service and give us a quick rating and review. This helps us grow the show, especially in these early stages. Our intro song comes from bensound.com and you can find all the details about that and the other music, sound effects, and amazing voice talent in our show in the show notes. Ivana and I love hearing from you, so please don't be a stranger. You can reach us on our website at morethemovies.net or Facebook slash morethemoviespodcast. Email us at hello at morethemoviesnet Catch us on Twitter. I'm at It's Ivana. I'm at Jester J. Thanks again for spending time with us. We'll be back next Monday with an all new episode. And until next time, friends, do more and watch more. more.